0: If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Health Care for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.
1: I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick, hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Bradner, and we are going to continue our discussion on PCOS as September is PCOS Awareness Month. I have partnered with PCOSAwarenessMonth.org to help bring you guys awareness, information, and most importantly, education to empower you, whether you know or you don't know yet if you have PCOS. So during week two, we are going to discuss how PCOS impacts your fertility, your pregnancy once you do become pregnant, postpartum care, and beyond. And it's interesting because today I did a uh, education session and we discussed how PCOS is genetic and are we seeing some trends within families for this disease. Additionally, we also discussed what happens later on in life if you have PCOS or if you don't know if you have PCOS and you go untreated. And unfortunately, I have seen this in several patients. And what we tend to see is these patients become type 2 diabetics. They have heart disease. They have high blood pressure. They battle obesity. And when I sit down and actually listen to them and have a thorough conversation when they're in their 50s and beyond, and we discover that they had signs of PCOS when their 20s and their 30s and and, and when they were trying to conceive that were dismissed, or the provider was not aware or educated on what to look for with PCOS. So it is really important that If you are listening and perhaps you know somebody in high school or college, or maybe they're planning on getting married and they haven't started to build their family yet, or they are trying to conceive, it's very important that they listen to these episodes and they do some self awareness on what symptoms they have and educate them so that they are empowered to reach out to their healthcare provider and have a conversation about what they are experiencing. In hopes of being diagnosed appropriately, if they do in fact have PCOS. So let's get started. We're gonna obviously begin with uh, signs of PCOS and how it can impact your fertility. And I like to begin by saying that just because you have PCOS, this does not mean that you will not be able to conceive. It does mean that you have elevated levels of androgens, or also known as your male hormones. And this, in turn, impacts your ability to ovulate. And so it is so important that we identify these hormone imbalances and symptoms and treat them early on so you can continue to try to conceive before having to move on to expensive and invasive infertility treatments. It is very common for me to work with patients and sit down and help teach them how to track their ovulation once we get their symptoms controlled and get them a diagnosis We're often able to help them conceive naturally without having to do any treatments, or perhaps we're just doing oral medications to help them with ovulation and really minimally invasive things to help them start their family. We know that 5 to 10% of young women often have the diagnosis of PCOS, and really the statistics are probably higher. We just don't know they have it yet. They haven't been diagnosed yet. And it really, when it comes to fertility, we see them with these irregular cycles. Maybe they're skipping cycles for several months or they're having really long cycles greater than 35 days. And when it comes to common treatments for those trying to conceive with PCOS, we do want to start with modifications and we do want to look at their daily routine and some supplements that they can implement and really teach these women how to track their ovulation appropriately. It's not uncommon for them to then bring in medications such as Femara or Letrozole, and then Clomid is another one that's often used. It's recommended to do Femara nowadays over Clomid in general. At times, another medication might be brought in to help, called a trigger shot, and then sometimes there's even injections such as Folistem, Gonal-F, Brought in to help increase how many follicles are brought forward during that round of conception, whether it's timed intercourse or an IUI. So, we usually start with those treatments, even in someone who has PCOS. This often includes monitoring, such as ultrasounds, blood draws to check your estradiol levels, and then determine the best time to do that trigger shot. Sometimes IVF is needed for those with PCOS. However, we typically can work with other forms of treatment first before having to jump right to IVF. Let's talk about PCOS and pregnancy. So there are complications that are associated with women that do the diagnosis of PCOS. Several studies have discovered that women with PCOS are more at risk for gestational diabetes high blood pressure, a condition called preeclampsia, and preterm birth. We know that this does have something to do with the likelihood of some pre-existing medical conditions that they often have prior to conceiving. We also see studies showing that women with PCOS do tend to have higher risk of miscarriage and early pregnancy loss. As discussed earlier, gestational diabetes can be common in women with PCOS once they do become pregnant. And we know that's because our blood insulin levels typically increase up to three times in pregnancy. And with those with PCOS, we see it go sevenfold. And so this overall increase in blood sugar in a mother can cause issues not only with mother, but with the baby as well. And we see miscarriages happening because of this as well. Preeclampsia is another disease we talked about, and that is a dangerous rise in blood pressure during pregnancy. We often see symptoms of leg swelling, uh, protein in the urine, and it can be very devastating and fatal for mom and baby. It can cause kidney and liver damage, seizures. It's rare that death happens, but it can, and especially if it goes untreated. So it's super important to maintain normal blood pressures. And one thing I tell my patients to do is buy a blood pressure cuff, keep it at home, check it even outside of your appointments just to make sure that your blood pressures are the same as they are outside of the clinic um, as they are when you were at home. Preterm birth can also happen and we see it more in those when they become pregnant, women who have higher androgen levels going into their pregnancy. And so it's something to be aware of, we know that c-sections can also occur and are more likely to happen with PCOS. One study demonstrated 27.7% of PCOS births were delivered via C-section. And so it's really important that we discover that you have this disease early on before conception. So we can really work at implementing CARES to help take care of you uh, before pregnancy, during pregnancy, and beyond. And those CARES are The same thing that we do uh, prior to conception, and it looks like doing things that balance your insulin levels overall, making sure you're eating every three to four hours, making sure you're pairing proteins with all of your meals, doing light exercise, things that are simple, walking for 10-15 minutes, especially after those larger meals of the day, can really help balance your levels. There's many supplements that you can take for PCOS and continue into pregnancy now make sure you're working with a provider who understands which supplements are safe because there are a few that need to be stopped and then there's also the opposite end of it where some providers tell you to stop everything and that's just not necessary they just aren't aware or familiar with these particular supplements so really make sure you find a provider and created a healthcare team that might be multiple providers not just one that can help you manage your PCOS during pregnancy Let's talk about PCOS and postpartum. So what happens after giving birth with your PCOS? So we see many women suffer from weight gain. So they may have a harder time losing it, a complete inability to lose it. We see them gain more weight during their pregnancy than those without. We see hormone imbalances continue. We see things flaring. We see some complications sometimes with breastfeeding and really have to work hard with a lactation consultant, which I highly recommend you add to your healthcare team postpartum if breastfeeding is something you want to do. We see emotions it fluctuate. It's really important to pay attention to our mental health with PCOS in general women that have PCOS tend to have um, anxiety and depression and other mental health associated with this disease and so we see things like this get worse during pregnancy after pregnancy and it's something that we just need to be aware about and really catch early on we want to make sure that you're still following your lifestyle are you eating enough are you getting good lean proteins in and leafy greens and whole grains and things like that are you doing light walking even some bicycling some yoga you can continue to do these exercises into your postpartum as well as good old supplements that are safe to continue taking with breastfeeding. So if you are um, pumping or breastfeeding, once again, make sure you're working with somebody to ensure that the supplements you are continuing to take are safe. There's been studies that demonstrated that postpartum women with PCOS are at higher risk for things like depression. And I share these things not to scare you, but to empower you to really create a good healthcare team going into your pregnancy and beyond because it's very important once again I can't stress this enough that you have received the diagnosis of PCOS if you do indeed have symptoms of it and to really have this control before you conceive or early on in your pregnancy. I also want to empower you that if you have any symptoms or any signs of postpartum depression or anxiety I want you to reach out for help. There are so many providers, including myself, who are here for you during this time. Have a team working for you. You deserve to be cared for. You deserve to be heard with your health care. And it's a very real thing. It's very real, the symptoms that you're experiencing, if you do, in fact, have any signs of any mental health. Never be scared or hesitant to reach out. There are many healthcare providers out there that are willing to help you through this time. I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to check back here every Tuesday. And if you love today's episode, share it with somebody you know who may or may not know they have PCOS. And let's help raise awareness on this disease. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over and hit subscribe or leave a review for Hopeful Hands and infertility podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week, Tuesday.
0: If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Health Care for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.